Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help overworked CPAs go down to 40 hours without giving up revenue. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, I want to talk with you about hustling and keeping hustling with you when you go from six figures through six figures to seven figures and what that causes, what that's like, and how to avoid doing it. So first, a definition of hustling, and that is thinking that you have to go faster, be in a hurry, and get more done in order to get where you want to go. You might be feeling a lot of pressure to get it done. You might be stressed about deadlines. You feel like you're always catching up. You feel like clients are in endless demand of your time or your staff are always having demands on you in the form of questions that you think they should know the answer to. Or maybe you feel some element of push or drivenness about getting to where you want to go and you snowplow your way through or ramrod things in, shoehorn them in where they really don't fit. And you're on your heels a lot of the time, sometimes doing duplicate work, triplicate work, because mistakes have been made that now need correcting. Or sometimes you might experience a lot of toil kind of work where you put in long hours, but at the end of the day, you don't feel like you have a ton to show for it. So the end result of all this, of all this hustle, is a lot of time, long hours without big results. Now, I'm not saying that no hustle is ever necessary. Certainly, on the path from zero, hanging your shingle, to early six figures, you may experience some amount of hustle because there's a lot to learn when you stand up your business. And there is a steep learning curve, especially if it's the first time that you have stood up your own business. There's a lot to learn and a lot that you have to figure out simply by trial and error. So there's a lot of activity to figure out what works and what doesn't work. But when you get to early six figures, 100, 200,000, it's time to reconsider hustling as your method for reaching your goals. Because if you don't, what you run the risk of doing is taking hustle with you from 200,000 to mid six figures, four to 600,000, up to early, up to high six figures, 750, and into early seven figures. If you don't solve your hustle problem now, you run the risk of carrying your hustle problems with you. And as you grow, your hustle problems, the problems that you have in your business will magnify. So imagine if you have two staff now who come to you with questions 
that you think they should already know the answers to, when you have eight staff, you're going to be receiving four times the volume of questions. If you have 200 clients now, and they ask you things and you go back and forth via email and that's inefficient, when you have a thousand clients at a million dollars of revenue, you're gonna have five times the questions from clients. Now it might not be you who fields all those questions, but those questions are still coming into your business and being fielded by either you or your staff. They're still being fielded by somebody. You can think of your practice management software which most accountants tell me that their practice management software runs between 60 to 70% of efficiency or optimization, which means that there's 30 to 40% of inefficiency in terms of processes. So if you multiply your revenue, your client roster by five times, you are going to have five times the volume of inefficiency in your business. The other significant time suck in most people's businesses, including my client CPAs is email. So if you have 200 clients and you get all the notifications from all the tech stacks and you get emails from your staff asking you questions, if you go from 200 clients through to 400 clients, six, 800, 1,000 clients, you're going to have five times the email. You can imagine how quickly you would drown in the pile of notification email. So if you don't solve the problems that you have at six figures, you're gonna take them and carry them with you through to seven figures and you risk burning out. You risk getting to seven figures and just being toast and wondering if you should throw in the towel because now the problems are magnified and they seem insurmountable. And this is what happens with CPAs that I work with who call me who are at seven figures and they're talking about throwing in the towel on a career that they have built over decades because it's gotten so big, so burdensome, and they are fried because they had problems that they brought with them all along the way. Now, businesses get problems, so don't feel bad about your business having problems because as your business grows, you will solve one problem, you will bring in a new problem, you will solve that problem, and another problem will crop up. It is, an, you know, it is a cycle that is on repeat, but I wanna help you solve the problems that you have now in your business and most especially the hustle problems that you have now in your business so that we can lighten your backpack and you don't schlep it for the next phases of six figures, mid six figures, high six figures, early seven figures. And a quick note here is a differentiation on the words grow and scale. These words sometimes get used interchangeably for the purposes of this episode only today. I'm going to use grow as a one-to-one -one format. So you bring on more clients and you have staff work with them, with those clients in a one-to-one -one format. Whereas I want you to think about scaling as delivering results in a one-to-many format. That means that it isn't more time or effort on your team when you bring on more clients. So some obvious ways to scale include digital products, a course, an ebook, videos, articles, and other forms of technology so that your clients aren't relying on a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you or somebody on your staff in order to get value. Part of the challenge in having gotten here is that the accounting industry by and large supports long hours. And because it supports long hours, it has allowed hustle 
to happen and go sort of unchecked because you just use the extra hours to mop up whatever inefficiency has been going on. And there has also been a historical celebration or lauding of accountants who work 50,000 hours a year. There's messaging around somehow being a better human being, being a more noble person for having sacrificed your life and your hobbies and your family time and maybe even your health to bring value to the company and the partners. So I have eight thought patterns for you to consider shifting. The first one is to think about how you working less is better for your clients, better for your accounting practice, and better for you. Now, better for you might be an easy one to imagine. Of course, it's better for you to work less. That's obvious. But it's a little tricky. It's, it could be a little trickier for you to imagine how it might be better for your clients when you work less. But I can imagine that when you work less, it's better for your clients because you're more focused, which means when you're more focused, you are less likely to make errors. And when you are less likely to make errors, that is good for your clients. It gets them a better outcome. And if your errors cost them time, that's a problem for them. Similarly, for your accounting practice, how is it better for your accounting practice when you work less? When you work less, you set the tone as the leader that we do not hustle, we do not overwork, and we don't do stress around here. We do calm, we do thoughtful, we do purposeful. We only take on clients when we have capacity. When your staff know this, they feel like you're looking out for them, that you've got their back. If you don't deal with some of your challenges and you're working all the time to compensate for not having dealt with some of the problems or solve them, it can throw your accounting practice and your staff into chaos. And they're just sort of dealing with the fallout and trying to keep either trying to pick up the pieces or keep the pieces together. And that can be a negative or stressful experience for them. So challenge your brain to come up with the ways that it's better for your clients and better for your accounting practice and better for you when you work less, because you can find those ways when you tell your brain to go searching. The second thought pattern to work on shifting is the transition from always feeling like you're behind, there's a backlog, I'm backed up against deadlines, I can't ever seem to get caught up, I'm always in react mode and so on shifting into thinking I'm on top of things, I know what's happening, I can handle what's in front of me, I will be able to get to everything that's in front of me this week. Everything that I need to do has a place somewhere in my calendar and I feel calm about getting everything done that I need to get done. That's the sufficiency place. And then where we wanna get to from there is planning ahead and thinking ahead. Because when you can plan ahead and think ahead and you can do those things very well, and then execute at a high level, you will save your business a ton of time. But we need to get out of this, I'm always behind dealing with a backlog, I always feel like I'm in react mode kind of thinking. And even if you don't have evidence for it yet, I want you to consider the idea of starting to think about, I'm getting on top of things. I'm getting caught up, I'm going to be caught up, I'm getting on top of my workload, I'm getting to a place where I'm always on top of my workload. So even if you haven't created all the evidence yet that you think you need in order to believe, you can still start telling yourself to direct your thoughts in that direction. The third thought pattern to think about shifting is working smarter and not longer. Because remember, your clients don't really care how much time it takes you to get something done. They just want the done. So the challenge for you is to think about all the ways that you can work smarter and not 
use extra time to mop up having worked in ways that were inefficient or ineffective or maybe had some mistakes in it. The fourth thought pattern to change is to go from thinking about solving right now one-time problems to thinking about what's the way to solve this always and forever. What is the permanent solution to this? If I have 200 clients and the problem is this right now, how would I solve this problem if I had a thousand clients? What is the solution to this problem when I have twice the number of clients? Because if you solve the problem for the problem where it is now, then when you grow, you're going to have a new version of the problem. But if you can think ahead and that solution also works now, you will have solved the problem when you are twice the size. So how will you solve the staff coming to you with questions you think they should know the answer to when you have double the staff? How will you solve client questions, client lack of boundaries, client unclear expectations that you have now? How will you solve that when you have a thousand clients? How will you solve your email problem when your business is five times the size that it is now? What are the permanent solutions? What's the always and repeatedly solution rather than the right now one time solution? The right now one time solution for you might be when one of your accountants sends a return for you to review and there are some mistakes in it and you think to yourself, it's faster for me to fix this now than it is to send this back to them and teach them what it is they need to learn. You rob them of the opportunity to learn what they need and you rob yourself of all that future time that you're gonna to have to correct that same mistake again and again and again because you implemented a right now one time solution. So that's number four, look for the always and repeatedly when my business is much bigger solution. Number five is thinking about bigger, better, faster results for clients. Your clients care about one thing, they care about the result, they care about the outcome. That's what they're buying from you and they want the best possible outcome, they want it to be as good as possible, and they want to have that as fast as possible. So say you work in the creatives space, right? Maybe you've niched into six and seven figure creatives who by reputation may not think that they are great with money. And yet you know that in order for them to be more profitable, that there are some basics that they need to understand about their money and they need to stop fearing their money. So imagine that in your process of going from being, let's just say a mid six figure creative to a high six figure creative, that you have a process from getting them from A to B and you make it clear and simple and doable to help them get there. And if you want them to understand their money better and they wanna understand their money better, you have a process for helping explain to them how their money moves through their business. And that process for teaching them that is clear and simple and doable. So they get so much better results in less time because they understand their money better and your process for helping mid six figure creatives go to high six figures is clear and simple and doable. Imagine that your SOPs inside your business for helping your clients achieve those results and for helping your staff implement whatever procedures they need in order to get the back end work done. Imagine that those are super efficient, super tight and consistent across your firm. Think about getting bigger, better, faster results for your clients and how you can do that when you work less. The sixth thought pattern to change is thinking about all the ways that your clients have a better experience when you work less. 
and because you've thought ahead and because you've planned ahead. And if you have created a library of digital content that answers all of their predictable questions, now imagine that they're not waiting for you for your monthly one-on-one meeting in order to get a stack of their questions answered. Imagine that they have a question and you've already answered it and the answer is in your content library and you simply refer to them, the URL, and they go and they get their question answered. Think of all the ways your clients have a better experience when you work less. The seventh thought pattern to work on is getting out of speed and intensity as the way of doing things and slowing down. So speed and intensity might've been the thing that got us here, right? We had to stand up our businesses, go out and hustle and find clients. But now that your client roster is full and you wanna grow or scale, it's time to slow down. Because if you don't slow down, you're gonna carry that same speed and intensity with you as you grow and it will only get larger. I want you to challenge your brain because it's gonna offer up, no, 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 if we're gonna double revenue, that means we're gonna double sales. And if we're gonna double sales, that means we need to double marketing. And if we're gonna double our marketing, that means we need to double our efforts and our inputs. That is what your brain may offer you. And I want you to consider challenging your mind to say, no, 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 we're gonna slow down because we're gonna plan this out. We're gonna plan it at a super high level. We're gonna lay it out and we're gonna implement really well. One of the things that accountants say to me is that they often feel like they're on a hamster wheel. The hamster wheel is super fast and it's intense, right? Round and round and round as fast as you can go. And they sometimes think that there's no way off. When you think that you're on a hamster wheel, your brain's thinking, I'm on a hamster wheel, I gotta run, I gotta go faster, I gotta go faster. It sends signals down into your body. It's like faster, faster, faster. And you feel maybe frantic or maybe your work is frenetic. And your body gets to know that thought and feeling pattern of thinking that you're on a hamster wheel and feeling frantic. And you may have had the experience of having something that pops up in your day that was unexpected and you, oh my gosh. And you start to feel a little bit franticky and it sets in motion, oh my God, here I am on a hamster wheel again. And then you think the thought I'm on a hamster wheel and then your thought and your body are on the same hamster wheel thought loop and around you go. If this is a well-known pattern for you, I want you to challenge yourself to think about how do I put an end to the hamster wheel algorithm and start thinking about slowing down. How can I purposely think about the ways that I can slow down, do things more slowly, do things more intentionally, say no to things, say not now, not yet, not in this manner, so that you can break the habit in your mind and in your body of being on the mental and emotional frantic hamster wheel. The eighth thought pattern to consider shifting is the idea of extra time is good for you, it's good for your business, it's good for your staff, and it's good for your clients. For some of you who came through the hourly billing space and spent a lot of time there, there's an old habit of thinking about time being money. And if you have extra time, then you're losing money, which as a business owner, you can appreciate that when you have extra time, you can use it to invest in the other parts of your business that need operating and so on. But when your staff have extra time, suddenly the thought pattern can become, I'm paying my staff and I'm not billing them out. 
But in the same way that extra time is good for you and your clients and your business because you can work smarter and not longer, you can get out of the backlog and start getting on top of your workload and start planning ahead and executing at a higher level, that you can start finding always and forever solutions to problems that you can focus on refining your process to make it more clear, simple, and doable so that you can get bigger, better, faster results for your clients, so that your clients have a better experience, so that you can get out of speed and intensity and slow down, just as you benefit from having extra time, so do your staff. But when the thinking, the vestige thinking of hourly billing is a certain inventory of hours, you know, if you, for easy math, have 10 staff, who work 2,000 hours a year, that's 20,000 hours of work that you've got to somehow fill and bill for. Otherwise, you're paying your staff and you're losing money if they have extra time. But consider thinking about all the ways that when your staff have extra time, it's good for your clients and your business for the very same reasons that it's good for you and your clients and your business. So eight thought patterns to change. Number one, working less is better for me, my clients, and my business. Number two, thinking and focusing on always being behind to thinking about and focusing on getting on top of your work to thinking and focusing on getting ahead of your work. Number three, finding all the ways to work smarter and not longer. Number four, looking for the solution that is always and forever and will solve the very same problem when your business is double or five times the size. Number five, looking for bigger, better, faster results for your clients. And number six, all the ways that when you work less, your clients have a better experience. And number seven, getting out of speed and intensity and breaking the hamster wheel algorithm in your mind and your being and slowing down. And number eight, finding all the ways that extra time is good for you and extra time is good for your staff. So I wanna help you put these thought patterns in perspective of the transition that I help my CPA clients make when they go from working 60 hours a week down to 40 hours and working 40 hours down to 25 hours. Now, 40 hours is notional for full-time, it's totally arbitrary. You do your own currency conversion if full-time for you is 25 hours because maybe you have littles or an aging parent who needs extra help and attention or a child with special needs, whatever the reason. If your version of full-time is 25 hours, then do your own conversion in your mind to scaling down your time. I talk about 60, 40, and 25 simply because it's common in the space. These thought patterns come into play, especially once we've helped a CPA get down to 40 hours. Because when we get down to 40 hours, all of a sudden going down to 25 hours really challenges the mind because it's so caught up in decades of having grown up, at least in an American culture, where we work lots of long hours. And we may have religious, in some cases, underpinnings about putting in things like an honest day's work. Getting down to 40 hours doesn't challenge the mind as much because it's pretty normal, in air quotes, to work 40 hours. So the mind isn't as threatened by that, doesn't see 40 hours as a problem. So when we go from 60 hours down to 40 hours, the focus is much more on deciding who you want to work with, figuring out what those people need, and offering to them what they want to buy. 
It's much more on pricing, on packaging and getting your packages set up so that things are repeatable and regular and predictable and your buyers know what they're buying rather than having everything a la carte. The focus is much more on those things, figure out who you want to work with, decide what they need, offer them what they want to buy, and then let's move everything else off your plate that's getting in your way and keeping your business back. Doing those things, we can go from 60 hours a week down to 40 hours a week pretty readily. That progression can be made in three, four, five months. When we shift, that progression can be made in three, four, five months, depending on what the CPA shows up with and depending on the time of the year and depending on what else they have going on in their life. When we go from 40 hours down to 25, this is where we really need to dig into changing the thought patterns because working 25 hours a week is so foreign for so many people, especially if we've come up through W-2 positions and, we, and it was normal to work a 40-hour week and that was what was expected. Suddenly, working 25 hours a week brings up all of the mind's objections about how this is a terrible idea and all the things that could go wrong. But I wanted you to have this episode, this content, so that you could see the roadmap way out in front of you if going to 25 hours a week was where you wanted to get. And you're wondering, how do I get there? What do I focus on? What do I work on? What do I not work on right now? What is it like to travel this distance? 60 down to 40, much more tactical about your business, your position, your pricing, your packaging, and who you want to work with and disengaging the clients who are lovely people but are holding your business back. 40 down to 25 is much more about becoming more efficient and thinking at a higher level and getting out of vestige thinking that more hours is what is required in order for us to grow and or scale businesses. When you work less, it is better for your business, it is better for your clients, it is better for you and your life on your one trip through space. Have an amazing day and I'll see you next week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.